feedback is welcome in the show notes thread of our Discord server. Go to gleepsgaming.fun and click on the link. Right back and you hear a tale, a tale of a faithful trip that started from this tropic port aboard this tiny ship. No, that's not it. That's not it. Though I am just back from a trip, uh, I'm not sure that I would use the word faithful to describe, though. But who I am, but no, but who am I, Uh, even better, to question the wisdom of the almighty I Ching? See, because it's all began about 20 years ago. Now, guys, I need you to help me out here with some of those uh, Wayne and Garth uh, uh, wayback noises. You know, 20 years ago. All right, excellent. <clears throat> See, that wasn't hard. I woke up before dawn, same as most days. I put on a fresh pot of Joe. Hey, Joe, <laughs> where are you going with that box cutter in your hand? Then I turned on the morning news, and the world changed forever. So I woke up Mrs. G, and we were still newlyweds then, and we sat on the couch and we watched. And we watched and we wondered out loud what might happen next. And then a little time passed, as it has its way of doing, but not too much time. Um, My work was busy, and I I worked under a couple of real muffin heads, both of them uniquely ill-equipped to lead us through what lay ahead. As you see, though the greater muffin heads, the muffin heads in charge of the muffin heads, back to the plant wouldn't admit it, we were busy digging the holes some other muffin heads intended to bury us in. We knew it, and we demanded to be told as much. But the greater muffins insisted it wasn't true. We were imagining things, reading too much nonsense into too little real information. Everything is going to be, this is fine. Now, I don't think that little dog at the coffee table was there 20 years ago, but uh, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. Then, one day, the final PowerPoint came down, and it was printed out for us in gaudy, vivid colors, which normally wasn't never allowed to happen on account of how expensive color copies were in those days. And there it was. On the very last page, it said, When your hole is dug, stay right where you are. The person replacing you will be along directly to fill you in. Are you ready? Okay, let's roll. I am Pants on Head Gleep. He is Saurian Sourwind. Other he is Vendus, Lord Vendus. And other, other he is still evil. He's still Joe. He's still evil Joe. And this is the Beyond the Village of the Potemkin Nesting Doll Pants show. 
didn't think I was going to get that one out. <laughs> In which we shall lament some new depths achieved, attempt gratitude for some silly things that make no real difference, and then hopefully, in the end, pass on to those who will replace us some wisdom we'll likely not survive to experience the benefits of. You guys, um, do you remember uh, the Let's Roll reference? Does that uh, is that striking any bells with anybody? I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna, I'm going to read the thing anyway. <laughs> you can you can just say yeah, I remember, or no, I don't. Sorry, and you're probably too young. I don't remember that. That's good. Good for you. Good for you. You and your your youthful innocence. Um, Joe might. Vendus, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. No. All right. Okay. Well, it may come back to you. Um, so anyway, uh, September 11th, 2001, United Airlines Flight 93, Todd Morgan Beamer. Now, Flight 93 was the fourth plane hijacked that fateful day. The passengers had been herded to the rear of the aircraft, and Mr. Beamer was able to get a call out using a seat back airphone. That was back in the days when they used to, they used to mount phones inside of the seats. It was crazy. Um, now, other passengers at that time had their own personal cell phones, and they had already reached family members on the ground and had learned of the other two planes which had already crashed into the World Trade Center, and also of the third plane which had crashed into the Pentagon. Now, young Todd couldn't reach his pregnant wife and two young children, but he was able to get through to GTE. I don't know if there are still a phone company or not. They used to be. Uh, the GTE Airphone Supervisor, and her name was Lisa Jefferson. Now, Todd told Lisa that one passenger had already been killed and that the crew was no longer in control of the airplane. He asked Lisa to tell his wife and children that he loved them very much and then that he and a group of other passengers were going to attempt to bum-rush the cockpit and retake control of the plane. Uh, after this, Lisa heard some muffled noises, and then <clears throat> the famous last words spoken by young Todd Beamer, who said to his fellow passengers, Are you ready? Okay, let's roll. And uh, I'd like to say that when my team, back in the uh, conference room uh, of uh, my then workplace, when we saw those fateful words at the end of our very own self-elimination plan, I would like to say that we stood up as a group and walked out. Um, but that's not what happened. What happened is we finished digging our holes and then we lay down and took it like sheep. There you have it. Um, true story. Oh, I, I didn't actually lay down in the hole. It's a metaphorical hole, but the story, the rest of the story. I don't understand. Are the sheep okay? I don't know. What sheep? I'm not sure. At first there was a herd on an airplane. And then, they were in a hole. Yeah, I'm not sure. I hope, they didn't get hurt. That would make the story sad. It's okay. No sheep were hurt. Not that I know of. Who are you? My name is Dennis. Dennis X Machina. What happened? to the sheep. Maybe we can pretend there were no sheep. That might make it easier. Make what easier? Easier to understand the point of the story. Can we go inside now? I want to clean my room. Dennis, you're losing him. You best swing for the fences now. It's okay, Ivy. I understand. 
There are lots of ways to look at this story. It is easy to get confused. I will do the best I can to explain it so we can remember. The most important person is the brave man on the airplane. His name is Todd. That was a horrible scary day for Todd, and a lot of other people all over the world. No one wants days like that to happen. But unfortunately, eventually they do and they will. And sometimes when they do, especially when people face being very badly hurt, or even worse. You mean maybe being killed? Yes Justin, I do. Sometimes when facing that, ordinary people, people just like us, just like Todd, they find something in their hearts which allows them to become extraordinary, to be extra special when it is needed most and to create something beautiful out of a terrible situation. Too abstract, Dennis. He's only seven years old. Almost eight. And besides, we're twins. I was born first. Was Todd extra special? I mean, did he find his heart, like you said? Yes Justin. He did. Very good. I'm so glad you understand that. But there's one more very important thing for you to know. There have been other special people like Todd, special in different ways, and in different situations. And there have always been and will always be more of these people, probably more than you can count. I don't know, I can count pretty high. You spell as if a blind beggar living out the last hours of Pompeii. Her vertical scores are really high. Verbal. Yes, I can see that. Hang on kids, we are almost there. Okay. You might be able to count them Justin. If you had enough time. But the problem with that is most of the time we never know that these people did what they did. Maybe there was no one else there to see and let other people know, and maybe lots of people did see, but they couldn't fully appreciate what it was they were witnessing. These special people are what we call unsung heroes. We can sing about them now, can't we? In a manner of speaking, yes we can. I was just going to explain how. Very perceptive of you Justin. Thank you. And that's why, when we do witness these miracles, because that's what they are, miracles, that's why it's very important to remember what we've witnessed and to not let these heroes' stories fade away. And that's why when... That's why when Gleep's boss lied to him and his friends and then used Todd's last words like she did, that was really bad. And maybe you couldn't tell, but Gleep still feels bad that he didn't say something about what she did when he had the chance. That's a good thing to remember too. Dennis, you're back! Woo! <laughs> he makes an entrance, doesn't he? Oh, therefore we must be um, we must be making some little recap, you see? Ah, since it rhymes. Um, and then when it rhymes, it has to be true. So, how have you been? Give us a nugget. Uh, guys, what do you think? New segment, Vendus Nuggets? Vendus's Nuggets. Oh, God. I like, I, I like it. Vendus, what do you got? You got this. No rush. Vendus's Nuggets? Uh, I did ben? just eat some chicken nuggets. <laughs> I'm thinking dipping sauce. Dipping sauce? Honey barbecue? Oh, ranch, uh, totally. No, that buttermilk ranch from Jack in the Box. Mmm, baby. <laughs> She's pretty tied up, hanging upside down. Pretty tied up, and you can ride her. Early 90s rock trivia time. Name that album. Be careful. It is a trick question, Dennis. You have the talking stick. Well, I can tell you right now that I have no clue. 
Joe. I know Joe's got this. Oh, no. Well, actually, Sorian, Sorian has an uncanny um, breadth of rock uh, knowledge uh, for a, a person his uh, tender age. <laughs> oh, really? Joe? Pretty tied up? Um, I'm drawing another blank. And the reason it was a trick question is because it was from the 1991 Guns N' Roses album, Use Your Illusion 2. And I don't know that this has ever happened before, but on that day in 1991, Guns N' Roses released two full-length albums on the same day. And one was Use Your Illusion, and the second one was Use Your Illusion 2. I think actually Use Your Illusion was Use Your Illusion 1. Uh, but a lot of songs on there that you would recognize. You know, it's uh, November Rain. Um, uh, oh, there's so many. But Pretty Tied Up was one of them. And it was a, a, a good song. And the reason I thought of it was because Cool Ranch Dressing. That's a, a thing in the song. So check it out. It's good for you. All right, so Venice. Anyway, it's it's good to have you back. I know that you you had um, you had some work stuff that got in the way, and then there was um, uh, what we made up the uh, the one time was that you blew us off for a um, a bowl of um, uh, lobster mac and cheese uh, down to the Cracker Barrel. Oh hell yeah! I, I won't lie, that probably <laughs> would happen. <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> it does sound pretty good. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but it's mac and cheese is a beautiful thing. All right, well, um, so Vendus, this is uh, this is for you um, and the uh, the folks playing the home game. A little recap of what we did last time, and uh, what we did was we gave a black box mustache right. I'm going to try this one more time. We gave a black box mustache rides TM to all the pretty ladies. Uh, we discussed the season of failing TM because uh, when I put TM on the end of this stuff, that means other people can't use it, right? That means it's ours, right? Right. That's my understanding. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, so, Season of Failing TM, making special mention of NVIDIA, Sony, and Microsoft's contributions to this year's hard-fought competition. Guys, I was able to sell my 1080 Ti for half of what the 3080 is going to cost me. I am so just tickled. Tickled. Tickled yep. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to uh, um, on eBay was able to get uh, was able to get uh, three fifty for it. So that I thought that that was a pretty good deal. Um, and <laughs> all I have to do, I have, I have a, a PC and parts uh, on my on the floor in my office at home. And uh, now all I have to do is find somewhere in the world where there's a three a thirty eighty I can buy. But um, but I'm making progress, you know, in that same way that, you know, you, you go on vacation and you change the oil in the campground, um, but you lose the uh, the plug uh, in the dirt, and so you can't put the new oil in. That ever happened to you guys? Did that happen to you recently? Oil? Not recently. Not recently. No. No. But, you know, it happens. It happens to us all one way or another, metaphorically speaking. We all have that drain plug in the dirt moment in our lives. That moment where, as it's slipping through our hands, we go, no. That made a pretty waveform. Wow. Looks like a penis. All right. 
So anyway, yeah, I um I, I was able to the and a uh, uh, major shout out to John Pizza for helping me with that. Um, he's a he's a wizard with the eBay's. I'm not, uh, I I don't know, I don't know. It's I, I would be a babe in the woods out there. I would just be taken advantage of by, um, by bots of unknown origin. Bots of unknown origin. Another another uh, another name for our garage band. Okay. Um. So anyway, back to the last time that we recorded. Uh, we then embarked upon uh, an honorable mention because those first three, the uh, the Microsoft, the Sony, and the um, NVIDIA, those were our medal winners. Those were the podium standers. Uh, but we did not want to um, uh, to short shrift anybody. Um, so we tempted the fateful tides and dove headlong into Chris Roberts' return to the Spectrum forums because that was... Uh, he had just he had just popped up there for the first time in uh, pretty close to a year because I don't know that we saw that much of him after CitizenCon last year. Uh, there were the uh, the pillar talks, but I believe that those were uh, the ones that we saw at year end and at the end of the first quarter were pre-recorded. The first quarter of this year were pre-recorded um, at CitizenCon last year, so. Uh, anyway, he made his return, and there was some uh, there was some controversy, um, and then finally, finally, we revisited the Oracle of Awful, otherwise known as the Agent, and we did consider well some of his or her, well, it's his. I mean, we've we've done a little research since then. We have uh, we have his recorded voice, um, and uh, uh, I believe it's a it's a his unless um, unless there's a there's a <laughs> there's there's a transition occurring or. Um, a testosterone imbalance. Um, continued musings upon what a representative CIG employee might have to say in response to the query, Hi, honey, how was your day? <laughs> and there was nothing earth-shattering to report when taken singularly, but taken in total and at the margin, my conclusion was that there are continuing comments forthcoming which may reasonably be thought to support my hoped-for solution to what I'm calling the citizen problem. And that's and I'm doing the thing with the Richards fingers. The, you know, instead of, you know, we need a we need an acronym for the you guys know what I mean by Richards fingers? We used to do that on the verse cast all the time, the Richards fingers. The air, like air quotes? Yes, yes, yes. That's a bright shiny apple for you, sir. Um, yes, the air quotes, the Richards fingers because when you because the guy <laughs> The guy at your office that does that to you all the time, he's a dick. <laughs> Richard, dick. <laughs> you going to offer me to come in on Saturday? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. God, I have to see that movie. I haven't seen that movie in so long, and I reference it all the time. Um, that, that is probably one of those ones that you should have at the ready at all times, huh? Oh, I've got it on DVD. Yeah. I have it on DVD, and and if you guys remember the PSP, I have the the PSP UVD disc. Yeah. No way. Really? <laughs> yep. I liked those discs. I thought that those because they 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 had the little sleeve, so you couldn't you couldn't mess them up. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I had I had all the Rockstar PSP games on that. Um, Midnight Club. What I would not give for them to revive Midnight Club. That was such a fun game, such a fun game. And and I, I guess, I guess they would say that um, that uh, uh, 
uh, Grand Theft Auto Online has has that functionality in there with the the racing. But uh, I man, I just the the way the Corvette in that game sounded was just, oh chills. Um, still have that thing somewhere. I gotta I gotta. <laughs> I probably haven't played it since like three houses ago. All right, so let's see. Let me catch up on my notes here. The citizen problem, which is of course that the uh, now this would be my hope for solution that the big anvil be struck twice and that saner mines be then be installed at or near enough to the top that deadlines start getting hit and hopefully eventually something perhaps even slightly resembling the bdsse that's right it's the best damn space simulator ever <laughs> i had to think for a second there um the one promise to us low these eight long years ago that something finally be released not talked about, not theory crafted upon, or concepted and then lost down the CI memory hole. No. Actually released so that the long-suffering backers of this project can finally begin to realize the fun times with friends, which so far they've only been able to imagine, TM. Years 100. Woo, woo, woo. Respect, yo. I, I, don't, I don't think he does Star Citizen anymore. Has anybody kept up with Years 100? Do you remember who he was? I don't think I have even heard of him in the first place. Years 100 was that was the young man, very young. I, I think he was like in high school, even when he did it. He he did the Imagine trailer. He he did the Imagine trailer, and CIG, I believe they either licensed it from him or they paid him for it, or knowing them, they may have just like given him a, a JPEG for it. But that they they reworked it a little bit. And um, and then released it, and that was like their their first big. Um, do you you're, do you remember the trailer that the trailer that I'm talking about? Yeah, the Imagine trailer. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he he did that, and um, and I know that he was uh, he's sort of a minor celebrity for a while, and then I think he might have <laughs> he might have actually made it to puberty, and you know found a girl, and uh, is uh, you know studying engineering at MIT or something. I don't know. So he, he probably graduated college by now. You would have to think. You would have to think. Um, but it's. Uh, I I hope that we we get to that point where where some of those things because that that's that's when I fell in love with the game was that trailer. I mean, prior to that, you know, because I John uh, Pizza and I had you know had uh, lots of talks about it, and you know he's saying, well, you know, we can do this, we can do that, and I was like, you know, I I <clears throat> didn't really engage with the idea in a way that I felt it. I mean, it was like. That will be cool. I mean, you know, lim virtually limitless universe, um, different, all these different cool ships, uh, different stuff that you, places that you can go where no one's going to mess with you, places, because at, back in those days, we had the PVP slider. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you could chill if you wanted to, or you could go mix it up with your friends, and, and, um, and uh, they had that... Uh, that trailer that came out and it had that, you know, the bald guy with the sort of oddly uncanny valley um, dislocated lower jawbone <laughs> drinking the cup of coffee in his freelancer. And, um, you know, because he was just, he was going to go deliver some boxes of Kleenex to Antari 5 or something, you know. I don't know what he was going to do, but it was um, back in one of my previous lives, I was a, I was a, a long haul truck driver. And so I, I that, that standing on the dock with a cup of coffee, watching the sun come up over the horizon, is um, uh, that brings back memories, you know. 
that and, and the smell of diesel fuel. I, I, I love the smell of diesel fuel in the morning. <laughs> it smells, smells like victory. Um, so anyway, um, very, very, let's see, what did I get to? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, and that's what we talked about last time. Wow, we were already, we're already in uh, 20 minutes, and we finally we recapped the, the seven hours of recording we did last time. All right, great. Um, so what do we got to discuss tonight? Well, let me tell you. The Oracle of Awful has TM. I, should, I need to TM that one because I thought that one up myself. Um, the Oracle of Awful, because I'm, I'm playing off the Oracle of Delphi. You know, the you guys know the... the, the <laughs> I feel like I keep asking this. You guys know the lore of the Oracle at Delphi, the Oracle, the Oracle at Delphi or of Delphi. I'm just batting a hundred. Sounds familiar. Was that on <laughs> three hundred or something? You know, I believe it was. I believe it was. But um, uh, <laughs> when I went to high school, they made you take Latin. <laughs> what my Latin teacher told me was um, that. Uh, she was this old crone who lived basically in the bottom of a pit, and they would throw her down food and water and and hashish, and she was stoned 24 hours a day. And so people would come to the oracle, and they would um, uh, they would ask for advice. You know, they would say, you know, oracle, you know, this is, you know, what should I do? Here's my situation. You know, we have I have. Uh, uh, Romans on the Romans to the left of me, Spartans to the right. Here I am. So, you know, okay. Um, what do I do? And she would just mumble. She would mumble him. Yeah. And so, with the idea being that people would hear what they wanted to hear, um, even if they didn't want to hear it, they would hear what they expected to hear, and then they would go out and act on it. You know, not too dissimilar from the I Ching, which I mentioned uh, at the very top of the show, which is. This ancient, ancient um, uh, Chinese text. I, I don't know if you can call it a book or not. But anyway, the idea being that you would, through some random um, chance generator, I think it was, it was either um, sticks or uh, dice of a sort or something, stones or something, you would reference a passage in this collection of writings, and that would tell you what to do next. And it was... And but it was clever. I mean, it wasn't a thing. It's like, well, next you need to go down to the stream and stand there until the snows come. You know, I mean, it it would be it would be that you need to um, search your heart for the thing that you think of the most, and then uh, uh, follow the path that leads you that you believe will lead you to that quickest. You know, it was stuff like that. So it it was. Um, very, very big in the '60s. Um, the um, the Merry Pranksters were big on the I Ching, um, and I'm not I'm not, not going to ask it. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask it. Um, you guys know the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's been a long have... time. Okay, Jack Nicholson, yeah. one of his finest roles. Sorry, and check it out. You won't be sorry. It's a and the book. The book is excellent too. I mean, oh, oh God, who does who? I mean, it has Jack Nicholson is the um, uh, the uh, I guess you would call him the protagonist. Uh, um, oh shoot, who played Nurse Ratchet? Uh, Nurse Ratchet with the um, with the uh, the hourglass figure, let's say. Um, and Danny DeVito is in it. It's like one of Danny DeVito's first roles. Um, and also the guy that was on Taxi, he's just a weird-looking character actor guy, and he, 
Um, you'd recognize his face if you saw it, and it's it's a face that not even a mother can love. I mean, the guy is just butt ugly. He kind he kind of looks like if if uh, Borat had been in that scene in Casino where they put his head in the vice and squished it, and his eyeball popped out. That's what this guy looks like. It's just it's grim. He's just grim. But anyway, you'd recognize. Well, maybe you wouldn't. But anyway, he's in it too. You guys know Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's in it. You know Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's in it. It's an excellent story. It's an excellent book. Ken Kesey is the man who wrote the book. Ken Kesey is the one who is the, it was the leader of the Merry Pranksters who referenced the I Ching in their travels around America during the late 1960s. Boom! See, I got back to it. I didn't, you, you didn't think I would. You thought I was too far out there, but I showed you. I did. I showed you all. Um, okay, so anyway, the Oracle of Awful has not gone dark. No, um, and this we're back to talking about what we're going to talk about this week. Um, no, the sound of the great third hand clapping continues to ring forth from the depths of the temple. I think that's really clever, that sentence right there. I worked on that one a little bit. Um, see, because he gives us third hand information. So the third hand clapping. Third hand information. Um. But we've got other stuff to discuss first because we have some first-hand and second-hand accounts, which by definition deserve our preferential consideration. So hang tight, oh mighty oracle, the hashish is blonde, and our word is bond. <laughs> you see, I, I kept rewriting that one, too, and it, 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 it makes me cringe a little bit. But um, I went to the rhyming dictionary, and I, I kept finding words like cond, donned, Fond, frond, wand, yawned. I mean, nothing's nothing's working there. It's just it's a stupid, stupid word. So you see, you can't be a good rap artist with only a rhyming dictionary. You have to have some talent too. See, that, that that's what we do. We dispel myths here. We're just we're breaking down myths. Uh, we're mythbusters, except with words. Um, okay. Um, so first thing I want to mention is um, accounting shenanigans. Well, actually, you know, I, I'm I'm on a roll today. It's been a it's been a hell of a day. Um, before we start with the accounting shenanigans, guys, do you have anything that you want to bring up first? And we'll go around the table left to right. So, what does the table look like? <laughs> 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 it looks like an elephant. It looks like an elephant with a, a long trunk. Um, well, Sorian, thank you for volunteering. What's um, what? Uh, just the one one quick thing that is on the top of your brain uh, regarding um, uh, CitizenCon. I think the thing that kills me the most is the um, the letter for the chairman where he compares the the moon landing with the Star Citizen project. And uh, the fact that from the speech he's talking about to when we actually landed on the moon took less time than it's taken for Star Citizen from start to finish. That, that's that's uh, that's ironic, ain't it? <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, Joe. Um, I think iCash is now a trigger for me. Like every time I hear it, I just get really angry. And, um, <laughs> I don't even. I don't, I don't even think I know what it is. Yeah, I don't think they do either. And uh, the <laughs> coffee cup, the month-old coffee cup, sitting on the planet, it's bothered other people as well. But it, it kind of bothers me, um, a lot. So yeah, I cash. And we talked previously, but I really want to get to the bottom of how this year is their most profitable year because it's counterintuitive to me. 
Well, we're going to get there, but I, I do not want to disregard the value of that coffee cup because that coffee cup got us introduced to uh, uh, Mrs. Mike's uh, perkiness, okay? And I, I just want to acknowledge and salute that. Oh, I mean, there's that. That was a um, that was a big World's Adrift feature. was like a you know, piece of your ship might fall off and land on one of the floating islands that will be there forever. And that's improbable is your, your dig now. Joe. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, and I don't, Worlds Adrift, we love that team. Um, I love what they were trying to do with that, and it didn't fare well for them um, for like a lot of reasons, I think. But I mean, yeah, to that point, but I kind of move in a different direction and go, will I be able to purchase that coffee cup? Because if, if you could, and there was a big Benny's on it, I might get it. Just floating that out there, Chris. <laughs> You're not going to get another ship out of me, but I got all the JPEGs I need, but I, I could use an actual physical coffee cup. You know what? And one of, not one of those, um, I forget what the numbers on the coffee cups are, but not one of those like number six, you know, the one where it's, you can't even get a full Keurig pod into it. I mean, you want one of those ones <laughs> that it, it takes like three Keurig pods to fill it up and you, cause you know, you're not going to be coming back for at least five minutes, you know, it's like. I can't. I can't do those ones where I. I know I'm not even gonna get back to my office before I have to turn around and go back and fill it up again. Right. You're here. <laughs> no, sorry. You're let here. me at, let me ask you about that coffee cup. Now, what is so special about that coffee cup? Because if I go out onto a public Minecraft server, um, uh, or you know, if, if I have a Minecraft realm and I go out and I. I I place a building down. I change the environment around me. I, you know, I, I fashion um, a um, a pickaxe and uh, and then I, um, you know, put it in a chest and leave it out there. Um, I can go away for years, and when I come back, it'll still be there. I, I guess I don't understand what is so uh, special about dropping about if a coffee cup falls in the forest. Does anybody? Um, uh, um, does anybody hear it drink? No. Um, does anyone hear it clink? Clink? Eh, is Not if there's no atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. There's that too in, in the vacuum of space. But yeah, as to the answer to your question, um, the, the main difference, I think, is the fact that they're going to be doing this across multiple servers. And there may be times when you wouldn't want that coffee cup to be there unless the player who put it down was logged in. Like maybe instead of a coffee cup, we're talking about your spaceship or, mm-hmm. the, or your home base or whatever, but maybe, maybe it is supposed to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, the main difference is the fact that it's going to be data loaded across multiple servers and deciding when it should and shouldn't be loaded across those servers. Okay. Okay. You know, well that, that kind of, um, Huh. You know that that's interesting. I, I don't want to get too far off on a tangent on it, but it just seems like if 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 I put the coffee cut down, it just stays there forever. And because you know they had talked about before with um, uh, this little thing they used to call professions, uh, that if you um, if there was a battle or something happened in a city and there were broken glass and what have you, uh, that would turn into a job for somebody to do. Remember when it used to be that you could either complete Squadron 42 and then it would drop you off at the end in the Persistent Universe and you would have earned your citizenship. Or you could, and I think there were at some point, you could buy 
game access without a ship for something like $7, I think it was. Um, and you could start the game with nothing, and you would have to go get a job, and then when, there, when the gunfight at the OK Corral happened and all the windows in a building got shot out, you would clean up the mess, and then you would go requisition uh, parts to fix the, uh, um, the thing, and you would earn money that way, and then eventually you could get, you know, get signed on as crew to a ship and, and you know, do that thing. Because I remember a lot of people saying, that's the way I have to play this game. This is this that's the game that I want. Is I want to start butt naked, you know, in the middle of the desert, digging up fiber optic cable, you know, and then from there it can only get better. Um, so anyway, I guess I've already gone too far astray, but I just it's I understand the the the, um, the tiredness, I guess, or the worn outedness of the uh, uh, of the. Um, analogy or the meme i guess the coffee cup has become a meme hasn't it so um there we go um i guess i'll have to renew my photoshop subscription okay uh vendus vendus you're not getting away here you're not getting away um i need for you to and i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a task here vendus i need you to um, construct a brief narrative for me in which you describe the top three best-selling vendus's nuggets Peacock death, possum death, and dog. Nice. And what about the sauces? Well, I mean, is it all is it all ranch all the time? Oh no, there you'd have to have some barbecue, um, probably some sriracha. You know, mix okay. it up a little bit. And, and the fries, fries, curly, curly, curly cut fries. I mean, what kind of fries are we looking? Oh at? Oh my god, don't even start on fries because I just I just found these things called scoop fries. I just got introduced to those, and I'm in love. Mm-hmm. I love them. <laughs> scoop fry. So, how is a scoop fry different from a, um, a, a potato skin? It, it's thinner than a potato skin, and mm-hmm. like more half moony. <laughs> I don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it. It's this local restaurant in Galt that just opened up, and they're like, "We have scoop fries." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, whatever." And then I had it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. give me like five more orders." <laughs> awesome, awesome, and whatever they want too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pointing it. <laughs> Pointing at the rest of your family. <laughs> I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I understand that obsession. I've been there, man. <laughs> I've, I've traversed that. They're crack, man, with nacho cheese sauce. Oh, and chili. Oh, oh so good. Okay, so, um, you guys, everyone, nachos or potato skins? Potato skins. Are they stuffed potato skins? Uh, that's right. You have you have concerns. Um, however, you want to prepare them. Keto, oh, keto skins. <laughs> that was good. TM, TM. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. What your your vote is? I'm gonna say potato skins. Okay, excellent. And uh, and Joe was potato skins. I'm a nachos guy. I real I like I love carnitas nachos. I just I can't get enough of them. I can't get enough of them. Carnitas nachos with um. Uh, at this local sort of traditional Mexican restaurant around the corner, there's this interesting, they have the dipping sauces in the big buckets and you get the little cups and you fill up your own there. And, uh, so they've got, you know, your, your mild red, your, your hot red, and you got your pico de gallo, but then they've got this stuff and it looks like runny avocado juice. And, um, uh, uh, the, um, the other attorney who works here, um, he, he calls that man sauce. <laughs> I said, 
you know, I really enjoy eating that, and I enjoy it less when you refer to it as man sauce. And he said, yeah, I know, that's why I do that. But it's, um, it's delicious, and that's, that completes me, is what it does. It completes me. Um, all right, well, the, very good. Venice's Nuggets, uh, look for them uh, where, wherever fine frozen foods are sold. You, 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 do, you do offer them frozen, right, for folks who don't live uh, in the uh, Galt area? I guess, but they're not as good when they're not fresh. Yeah, but then, you know, I, what I used to find is that for stuff like that, like Hot Pockets, oh my God, not tonight, but I will share the um, my vacation story with the Hot Pockets. Jesus Christ. Ooh, those, ooh. those things are dangerous. Did they're you dangerous. sound like hmm? a Murloc? Please tell me you sounded like a Murloc. I did. <laughs> I did. I, just for you. <laughs> All right, well, let's get back uh, to, um, not like we started yet, uh, the accounting shenanigans, maybe. And maybe it's just some uh, crazy sloppy data management. Um, We don't know. Uh, Anyway, I want to be um, upfront here at the beginning and consistently throughout that this is what I'm going to share with you guys now. Um, is uh, all because of the folks, uh, the research badgers over at Guard Frequency, including uh, the magical, mystical uh, Mr. Bucha himself. Um, he hangs out there quite a bit, and, um, and uh, he offers up uh, a lot of uh, interesting information. We, um, I uncovered a video. I don't know. I know uh, Sorian and Joe saw it. I don't know, Venice, if you saw it or not, but uh, it was a, an interview of Bucha with... Um, he calls himself DG360 now, but he used to be the Games uh, YouTuber, and uh, he's been a, a star citizen, a content creator for a, a long time. But he interviewed Bucha back. You guys, remember? I think that video was 2018, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the one. But um, got to know Bucha a little bit. Bucha is a private person. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen a picture of what he actually looks like um, when he is on camera he's always wearing a um um, an astronaut helmet (laughs) which which is a look is a real is a real look um you know his cooking videos that he does occasionally um you never see uh from you never see what he looks like you just see the uh preparation surface but anyway he was sharing with the games that uh he is um uh what because the games asked him he said what do you what do you do for a living And and so he's um He's a day trader and venture capitalist guy, so he's he's somebody that um, knows some stuff about what to look for in businesses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and I know saying that you're a day trader is um, it's kind of like it's <laughs> it's kind of like saying you're a screenwriter in Los Angeles. It's like, well, who isn't? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, I have an E-Trade account and I made two dollars last week. Um, but if he's do if he's uh, supporting himself, you know, by um, in in the equities markets and and um, and uh, through uh, selective investments, then um, I, I think that that speaks well to his credibility, at least insofar as as, as an opinion he has goes. So anyway, um, those guys over there at the Guard Freak, they went deep uh, to discover what to make of a roughly one million pound disbursement from a Cloud Imperium UK share premium account for the year 2018. Now, this is the Normal annual uh, release, oh, the releasing of the reports. You know, it's, it's kind of like the the running of the bulls at at, um, at I want to say Pamplona, but I, I I don't think that's right. Um, except that they just 
post a document on a website. So it's exactly the same except different in that regard. Now, paperwork for that year's business, uh, which has just been uh, released or just made public, uh, showed that there was a distribution from the share premium account. Now, I don't understand completely what that what a share premium account is, but I know that it has something to do with the um, stock, the stock that is owned in the company. So, you know, the, the board members all have stock. Oh, and I should mention, the distribution happened in 2018. The reports were released, or the public access to the reports occurred just, um, just this last week. Um, paperwork verifying some things about the reports to be released were signed this year were signed recently like within the last few weeks last few weeks that paperwork includes signatures from the board of directors which included chris i god i don't remember if aaron was on there or not because my my eye immediately went to the bottom of the page where uh, there was Sandy Gardner's signature. So, according to to that, she is still on the board. We have not... Chris disappeared for almost a year. We have not seen Sandy for, I think, more than two years. Um, you know, no, no sign, no, you know, she's dead, you know, anything. Just, you know, a couple of rumors here and there about her and her acting and um, her, um, uh, her toddler sent Tiara's... Um, um, uh, mommy manager career with her kids so that's not fair I don't know leave the kids out of it bleep that's not fair that's right kids are out of it kids are out of it so never said that just didn't happen so anyway point being that this you know though there was activity recently this is still information that is relative to two years ago now, the interesting bit is that we have this thing called the, um, uh, the crowdfunding tracker. And so this is the number that shows up on the RSI website that shows how much money this crowdfunding project has, um, has made. And I don't know how often the number on the webpage is updated, uh, but there is, um, uh, there is a spreadsheet that you can get that... Um, I don't know the mechanic of how it mirrors that information, but I believe that it is updated uh, once a day. So I think once a day, this spreadsheet that is accessible to us goes out and it grabs that number, the total, and it pops it into, into the, um, the next spot in the time series. So what we noticed happening last, because this is Tuesday, last week, there was a deduction from the crowdfunding tracker total of roughly one and a half million dollars. It's, my understanding had always been that it's a cumulative time series, that it's not, it's not a, it shouldn't be fluctuating. It's like we started this project on this date and every day we raise some money or we, we, ra we raise a little bit of money or we raise a lot of money um, uh, through uh, sales of JPEGs. That number, that total number is reflected there. You can see what, what, what happened on that day, and then you add it to the total, and that's the cumulative amount. So when they hit $300 million and um, all the folks went, Yay, $300 million, this is the best crowdfunded thing ever! 
where our assumption is that it was from people buying JPEGs. Um, and, and there's been some conversation over the years, does this also include my subscriber money? So I, I stopped subscribing back when I, when I uh, or actually I, I stopped subscribing before we stopped doing the first cast. Um, but I was, you know, I, I gave them, I think I was, I was at the $10 a month level, you know, so I, once a month I would get a flare thing and, and I would get first, uh, first dibs on the jump point or what have you. Um, but, um, we don't know. We don't know if that, if that number was in there or not. It's not supposed to be because, um, that money was supposed, is supposed to be earmarked for creating, um, uh, subscriber content. So that was the, that was the separate money. That was supposed to fund, um, you know, around the verse, um, uh, you know, all the all those other shows that we reverse the verse, I think. Um, and then I believe also at some point it was stated that this was also money that was going to fund the work that needed to be done to do CitizenCon every year. So that's what we thought. The next installment of this episode will be made available soon. DM.